What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions, where we like to reach out and reach forward. Today, I, oh, I'm your host, 34, and today I have a very special guest. Marianne Alvarado is in the building. How you doing, Marianne? What's up? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Or tonight, really? Yeah, I'm doing cool. Uh, I actually go to, I, I work the graveyard shift, so right after this, I'm going to head out to work. Uh, yeah. Damn, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm doing good. It's my Friday, and good. You know, I'm excited to just get the day over with and, you know, enjoy the weekend. But That's what's up. Cool. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, for those unfamiliar with the show, uh, the flow of the show is basically we do some intro questions to set the tone, um, and then we do a little icebreaker, which is a spelling bee. Feel free to participate, or if you don't want to, it's all good too. Um, and then we we jump into the main dish of the interview. It's basically where you get to choose a number between one and thirty-four, and we keep rolling with the conversation that way. And then we end everything with a few concluding questions. Sound good to you, Marianne? Yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. All right. All right. So, yeah, the f first off, I just want to thank you for your time and, you know, this opportunity to reconnect and get to know you better. Uh, I appreciate it. I know it's not always easy to come on and, like, you know, record yourself and have it out there. But so just thank you. <laughs> hey, thanks for reaching out. I appreciate the opportunity. No doubt. And my first question for you is how have you been? How you you've been doing well? You've been going through it. How you been? Um, man, that's a loaded question, but I've been good. You know, I've been blessed. Um, I I try to see things, you know, from just like an optimistic point of view at all times. But uh, it's been kind of many since the whole um, shelter in place, dealing with uh, the pandemic. Um, you know, I think it's safe to say it's shifted. Um, just a lot of things around, but um, happy to say, even even with all the shifts, um, I've been I've been good. You know, standing firm and and still pushing forward. And I have a six year old daughter, so I just got to make sure I'm not losing my myself. You know what I mean? Losing my mind or whatever. But um, we're doing good. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I, if you don't mind me asking, how has, you know, quarantine shelter in place kind of affected like, you know, you, you taking over more of like how your your daughter's like at home learning versus her, you know, going back. Is she going back this month or how's she, that so it's really unique with her uh, school structure, because at first, obviously everything was shut down so she was not we weren't going anywhere really but um a few months into into the pandemic uh her after school program um what got the okay from the health department to open up uh for parents that are still working and i've been working through the whole pandemic so it was really a blessing when they reached out to me um you know asking if it was something that I, I wanted to participate in as far as taking my daughter back to um, the program. Uh, I said yes. And um, she's been in person in school, I guess you can say, uh, for maybe almost a year now. She did start kindergarten. So um, 
the after school program that she's been going to designated like a, a classroom for all the new kindergartners. So they have their own little Wi-Fi connection. They're <laughs> able to bring their laptops in and do virtual schooling there. And then after the school hours, she's able to participate in like the after school um, activities and all the fun stuff that they get to do. So, um, man, it's just really a blessing that uh, my daughter for her first year of school uh, that she has been able to have somewhat of a normal experience, you know, um, she's still able to see her friends. Um, she does log on to school virtually, but after that she gets to, you know, play in the playground, have snack, have lunch and still do activities. Um, and I think, you know, that's cool. She's been doing really good actually. So I just had a parent teacher conference the other day and, uh, <laughs> our teacher confirmed it. She's, she's doing pretty good. So I'm that's happy with up. that. Well, mm -hmm. was your daughter nervous about the parent-teacher conference? Because I know I was when I was a kid. <laughs> you know what? I don't think she really grasps grasps what that is okay. right now. I got you. She just knows I, I spoke to her teacher but um, and checked in with her about how she's doing. Uh, but no, nah, she really wasn't tripping. I think she, you know, she knows what she's doing at school. Um, I'm able to tap in to see what she's doing virtually at any time if I want to. Um, so I'll be checking in to see what kind of activity she's doing online. And um, yeah, no, nah, she, she's really mm -mm, not at that age yet, I don't think. She's only six, so she's not like tripping off report cards. <laughs> I got you. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, or, or anything like that. Not yet. So I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Um, for sure. And my my second question for you is what would you like your descendants to know about you you know I, I, off camera i kind of mentioned what this podcast was all about um and yeah. if if uh, yeah the way i frame this question is there i still think i'm in that point in my life where i'm trying to figure out who i am and what i'm about yeah. and uh thinking of my ancestors and i wonder what they were like um so if you had descendants who were kind of trying to figure out who they were and they're like, oh, yeah. I wonder what my, you know, great, great, great uh, grandmother was <laughs> like or my great, great, great auntie was yeah. like, what would you like them to know about you? Man, I want them to know that I'm always like, I feel like there's this stigma you know that when you hit a certain age you stop learning and you just kind of learned all that you can mm. but i really don't think i'm a, like hit that age where i stop learning so something i want them to know is that you're always constantly learning something something about yourself you're constantly learning um how you feel about things how you react to things how you handle certain situations and honestly if, if there's something that I wish like my descendants, my children, right? My nieces, nephews, like you said, like they can remember about me is um, probably just the, 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 those talks we have when I'm dropping wisdom. And I, I'm not, look, I'm not saying that because I know everything, but I know that I've been through some stuff, you know, in my life to to help guide someone else right um i've worked in the communities um and i i honestly hope the young people that i've come into contact with 
Um, I hope that the students I've mentored or just really, you know, advised through some really challenging situations, I hope they remember, you know, just like words that I've said to, that that's helped them so they can pass that down. You know, I, I'm sure you have heard that saying, um, people won't always remember like your name, but they'll remember how you make them feel. Mm-hmm. So I... I know I've come into contact with a lot of young people and um, even if they don't remember my name, even if they don't remember like <laughs> a lot of things, I'm really hoping that something that I said to them or some advice that I've given them or, um, you know, just times where I'm trying to tell them about having faith or keeping the hope, you know, up and alive. I hope that stays with them and sticks with them um, till they get older so that, you know, they can pass that down. And um, I have a daughter and I'm hoping that that's something she could pass down too. Like, hey, my mom taught me this. I remember when my mom said this and, um, you know, or I remember this lesson, you know, I remember feeling this way, but then she helped me um, to understand it throughout the years. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm rambling or not, but I'm, I'm hoping that my descendants understand that, yo, I, I didn't, I never think I knew everything at one point in my life, but I'm gonna always speak on and I have always spoken on what I do know and what I do believe. And I stand very firm on like my faith. And I hope that's something that they remember about me. For sure, for sure. And don't, don't worry about rambling. Um, you know, I think <laughs> I, you just, just let it flow. And, uh, you know, there's, there's no time limit or anything like that on any question. Okay. For sure. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, I was going to say well, what came up in my mind was you, you've been that person for, for so, so many youths. Um, do you remember who anybody that kind of like played that role for you in your life? Man, um, you know what? When I think when I think back to when I was like in elementary school and middle school, oof, maybe even high school, I can't really think of or pinpoint one person mm. that has really um, been like a mentor to me. Um, but the one person and, and as cliche as this may sound, um, the one person that to me is the strongest person or was the strongest person was my grandma. Um, my dad's mom, she is the one that, um, while growing up instilled, uh, forgiveness man forgive your cousin don't fight with your cousin even if they're not sorry forgive them anyway like and as a kid i was like what you know um but my reaction to it is different now but she instilled respect respecting your elders respecting um your parents you know respecting your each other i grew up with hella cousins um you know loving them respecting them and and i just will never forget as a kid what my reaction was but it really um, was embedded into me. She really planted seeds, you know, when we were younger. And um, I think that's where I get like my faith from. And she never like stressed out about anything I remember, but we were in some stressful situations back then. You know, um, I didn't grow up rich, you know what I'm saying? So 
I saw the struggle when I was a kid and um, not being able to like have certain things or not even being able to like go certain places or whatever. So um, seeing my grandma just stand so firm and stand so strong, she fed all of us. Uh, God knows how, you know what I'm saying? Like when I remember we didn't have much. So um, she is the person that always, I think, comes to mind when I think of like, where did I learn this from? Or like what, you know, these seeds that are planted in me now that I'm trying to plant into, you know, the youth that I come into contact with, like, where is this from? And um, she always comes to mind because she was a strong ass woman, man. And she has just gone through and um, overcame hella stuff, you know, in her life. And I'm gonna always remember that because, um, like I said, I remember how I felt as a kid. And then when she passed, um, it was right before my 18th birthday and I was just about to graduate high school. So it created like an impact in me, you know? Um, I knew she wasn't gonna be there physically anymore. Um, I knew I couldn't like run over to grandma's house to like run away from mom and dad. Um, that safe haven, you know, it, it wasn't there anymore. So um, I think that the passing of, of my grandma really, uh, man, it was a, a huge like self-reflection phase in my life as a young person, because I was in high school and like, you know, I, I didn't know who I was and whatever, but um, I'm just really happy that things that she instilled in us as young people, um, really still stuck with us. And I say us because, you know, the cousins that I keep in touch with, man, we uh, we remember all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy that you're asking me this because in March, it was my grandma's birthday. Uh, we celebrated her heavenly birthday. And um, I posed a checking question to like my cousins. Uh, I know that's that's some like <laughs> that's something I would do at program, but I thought it would be kind of cool to do with like my family, and um, I just asked them like, okay, y'all, think about your most like fondest memory of Mama, and we'll share, you know, and um, they were all kind of like, dang, I ain't been asked that before, and it was a it was a lot of self reflection going on in the room, but it was good self reflection, right? Yeah. Um, and. I just remember everyone sharing their stories and I'm like, you know what? At the end of the, the whole check-in or discussion or whatever you wanna call it, I just remember feeling like, wow, she really instilled all this stuff into us and we still remember it. And I'm so happy that we do. And um, it was just really good. So dang, that was a good, that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> that was a great For sure answer. my grandma yeah. Oh yeah, For yeah. Sure. yeah. Um, no, no, thank you for sharing. That was, uh, yeah. you know, sound, I, I, never, I don't know your grandma, but she sounds like, you know, a, a very powerful woman. And, you know, she, uh, she lives on, you know, through you, through your cousins. Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, I think that that energy that you provide with the with the youth, you know, is, is her flowing through you, you know, especially if she's made that impact. Yeah. No doubt. I received that. Mm-hmm. My uh, third question for you is, how would you like to be honored? If if I was going to tell myself today I'm going to do something to honor Marianne, how, what kind of act could I do? What kind of, uh, you know, what, what, what could I do to honor you? Oof. 
This is such a... This is such a weird question for me, I think, because... Who sits around and, and thinks about that? <laughs> like, this is how I want people to honor me. When I go out, y'all better do this. I mean, I know we joke about that, you know, from time to time. Like, when I go out, I better see this at my home going, or I, I want to see this, or you got to have this. But, um, man, the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, man, I would love for all the people that genuinely love me to uh share like their their uh most like favorite quote <laughs> or something that i've said that has really stuck to them um <laughs> i say this because and i'm i'm laughing because i still keep in touch with some of my um my youngins from the bayview um it's so amazing to watch them grow up into like these young adults but uh they bring up memories that I don't remember sometimes where they'll be like, remember when we were in the teen center and you said this or you were singing and then it sounded like this and they're bringing up so many like funny moments that I wish I could like read them all. I wish I, I knew what people remembered about me or, um, you know, if, if there was um, a conversation that I had with somebody, like what stood out to them and what is something that they're going to remember you know, that I said, um, people that know me, I, I, I talk a lot. I think, I think that's what they think about me, <laughs> uh, but you know, in all that talking that I'm doing, like what is sticking to y'all and, um, you know, or what has helped you guys, you know, what is something that I've said or advised or, you know, um, yeah. What's something that I've said or advised, uh, in the past or, whatever that that you are going to remember about me i think that would be hella dope to like read or or just know um so if you're gonna honor me go get some uh go get some poster boards and some markers or something go pick a wall somewhere and i, I want to see like some really uh dope quotes that that um people remember about me so that's dope. I think that's yeah. honored. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? You know, it's funny that you had mentioned how like crazy this question is. Um, <laughs> my my dad, he shout out to my pops. He listens to every episode just because he likes to, to see these conversations. But nice. He, he told me one day he's all like, you know, that question is like hella random you know like <laughs> he's like you, you throw off everybody with that question like no one's going to be expected to be asked that question in a way. it's such a weird question yeah. but um i mean you know for me it's, it's a good like, question though yeah it, it's it's just a way like you know i always think of I, that's what i think about sometimes it's like you know how yeah. how would that person would have liked to be honored and they never got to say say it so yeah you know I mean, now I'm pretty sure there's going to be a wall full of quotes to honor you one day. So hey, I received that. That's going to be yeah. sick. That's going to be sick. Uh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, and my last question for you is: How well do you know yourself? And if it's hard to put into words, you could just do a scale from one to ten. Ooh, how well do I know myself? In my, I mean. You know what? I, I'm gonna I'm admit this. Um, if you would have asked me this question like five years ago, um, 
I probably would have been like, I, I don't really know myself right now. Um, just because, you know, that was around the time where I had my daughter, maybe like six, seven years ago. Um, I was a completely different person, you know, uh, before my daughter came into my life. And um, the way I thought was very different. The way I made decisions was really different. Um, and what I was uh, putting on my forefront, you know, as like important, my, um, what is it? Like my priorities were kind of messed up, you know? But you ask me now, after being a mom, um, being a single mom at that, uh, in the Bay Area, man, I feel pretty confident in today, you know, in this day and age that I think I know myself pretty well. I think I know how I would handle certain situations. Um, I mentioned earlier, I definitely stand strong on my faith. So I don't think there's a situation, and I'm saying, that I've, I don't know if I've said this out loud, but I'm pretty confident to, to say it. I don't think there's a situation that could come along that'll really um, rock my world too hard right now and I and and me lose my mind or like I don't know what I'm gonna do um I'm gonna knock on some some type of wood but um you know I I work in violence prevention so I work with a lot of young people that deal with death and loss of loved ones all the time um I actually lost a, a youth leader last year um when the pandemic like hit almost and it was devastating um i think that situation and and um that loss probably i came really close to like not really knowing what to do um i came really close to like feeling like it really like effed me up you know what i'm saying um mentally and emotionally and um it was, it was, it was many, it was pretty traumatic, but, um, I, I, when I'm thinking back to how I handled that grief and how I handled, um, myself, cause I still had to run program. I still had to, you know, keep in touch with and, and stay connected to like 50 other kids. Um, so, and then I also still had to still, I, I still had to be a mom, you know? So it, I think that situation, man, um, came close to really rocking my world, but um, stand really firm on, uh, you know, I, on my faith. Um, I love God. I believe in God. I, um, I don't think I'm religious. I don't say I'm religious at all. I, I think I'm very spiritual though. Um, and I think I'm just very in tune with like who I, I think I'm made to be, you know, but I'm pretty confident that I know myself in a sense that I know how I would react in certain situations. Um, when I am feeling uh, like overwhelmed or, or a situation is overwhelming me, I think um, I have learned myself enough to know what I need to be okay uh, in the moment at least, you know. Um, I know myself enough to know what like my self-care is right now. And that's something that really I learned recently, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, but this day, like today, 
I, I feel pretty confident that, you know, um, I know myself in that sense, you know, um, where my mind is at. I don't feel like confused about anything. Um, I've learned in the past like six, seven years um, to really not be part of like negative ass situations that I don't want to be part of. Um, the old me though, like seven years ago, I probably would have felt like obligated. I probably uh, would have just made decisions off the fluke just for temporary like uh, comfort or temporary escape, you know what I'm saying? But now I, I couldn't even imagine myself thinking the way I used to, to be quite honest. And um, I know that I'm not, I don't know myself. Like, I, I don't know who I'm about to be, to be honest. Like, I don't know who I'm about to be. I don't know where, where I'm gonna be in like five years. Um, but I'm pretty confident that right now I, I know myself pretty well. For sure, for sure. Yeah, and actually you brought up a good point that just clicked in my head. It's like, even if you felt like you know who you are, you never know who you're gonna be, you know? Cause the, things are gonna happen that you can't foresee Man. right um yeah but yeah similarly like i the way I, I usually answer this question is that you know in my highest moments i feel like i know myself the most and in my lowest moments i feel like i don't know mm. myself at all you know and and yeah that could be at any point you know <laughs> no matter what age yeah so, yeah uh, and that's that's crazy that you say that um Man, I've talked I've talked to so many like young people when they think they're at and I say they think because they're so young, but uh, when they think they're at their like lowest moments and I think something that um is is very it's it sounds simple but it's hard to do is to like pause and and really be in the moment. And, and I've had to like, not coach kids, cause I'm not a coach um, and I'm not a pro at this either, but I've really had to like talk some kids down um, in some really heated situations, um, whether it's like in my car, or I'm taking them just outside of wherever the building we're in or um, pulling them aside and, and really had to help them pause and help them think about like what's going on right now and help them not to react off of emotions and feelings. You know, I think something that we, and I say we as in like humans, something that we forget is that we have way more control over like our mind than we think we do. And people either forget that or they don't know that. So, and I think the result is humans, <laughs> us, acting out in anger, acting out from our emotions, um, acting out, and it's not the best decision, you know, um, because we often tell ourselves, and this is like a culture, like we tell ourselves like, oh man, I can't do that. Oh, hell no, couldn't be me. Uh, you know, like we say little stuff like that, but what you say is what you're gonna receive. And if you ask any young people, I say that all the time, like what, what comes out of your mouth is, is what you're going to receive, you know? So don't receive that. Um, and I've, I've also like come into practice, uh, to say that, you know, like I receive that if it's, if it's positive, man, I receive all of that. If it's negative, I'll be like, Nope, I don't receive that. <laughs> and you. for me, for me, it quickly is like, Nope, it's, it's, it doesn't even take space like in my mind. So 
I just think that's really interesting that you said like at your lowest, you know, you some people don't feel like they know who they are at all when really, um, you know, I think people know who they are. I just think it's moments that that um, kind of like pull us in to to that feeling of like, oh, my God, I, I don't know, you know, but um, it's always about taking a pause, taking a step back, staying still. And um, this is gonna sound cliche too, is breathing. You know what I'm saying? Man, breathe. When you're breathing, you're alive. Breathe. Sometimes things don't need your response. Sometimes you need to stop and like think about things, you know, not sometimes, a lot of the time really, but it's something that people have to practice. And um, it's hard, it gets challenging, but that's something I had to put into practice for sure. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing, as always. Uh, and uh, we're, we've reached the icebreaker portion of the of the podcast. And <laughs> ah, shit. would you like to participate? Okay. And if you don't, it's all good. I mean, I'm not no spelling. No spelling bee. It's just one word, just one word. Yeah. And uh, if you get it okay. right, if you get it right, you'll be invited back on to the spelling bee episode when i get half guests okay. come on and uh whoever got the, the word right they can come back on and there'll be like a little bracket and a prize at the end but you know that'll be done okay. <laughs> right. yeah let's do it i mean i i ain't been in the spelling bee in forever so let, let's do it i'll try all right all right um <laughs> and let me know if you've seen or heard this word before in a previous podcast i don't know if you checked out any of the other ones it's all good if you didn't but the word okay. the word is liaison L-I-A-S-O-N. You got one more try. Oh. Ooh. Ooh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, there's a there's a sneaky letter in the in right in the middle of the of Is what it you just L I A S I O N. Oh, I'm sorry. It is a uh, <laughs> You were you were so close. It was L I A Oh. L I A L I A L I A I S O N. There's an there's the I before the S. Oh, yeah. liaison. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, oh dang, that's funny. Okay, that's a good word though. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been the baseline word for 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 the podcast. But, um, really? Yeah, yeah. Because only like five people have gotten it right, and out of like everybody, wow. who's done it, it's pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Thank you, thank you for participating. Okay. And, cool. Yeah. You know, hopefully, down the line, I'm gonna do something like a guess this song kind of contest, where I bring guests back to to be like 10 second clip of a song. Whoever can say the name and artist, you know, stuff like oh, that. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. So yeah, That'll don't be worry. Hella fun. Okay. Any other opportunities. Um, for sure. So we've uh, reached the main the main dish of the podcast, where you get to choose a number. Go ahead and throw me a number between one and thirty four. Ooh, okay. Um, between one and thirty-four. Oh no. Um, let me see. I would normally pick five, but I don't want to. Right, let me see. Right. Mm -mm, yeah, no, no. Let me see. Um, I, I'll do like fifteen. I'll say 15. 15. 
I always stick to numerals of five, yeah. What does self-love mean to you? Ooh, self-love, that is a really good question. Um, self-love to me means uh, that I'm paying attention to myself. And when I mean, uh, what I mean by that is um, when I'm feeling something, not brushing it aside and um, just kind of dismissing it, uh, to really pay attention to it, to try to understand why I feel this way. Um, I also try to, you know, put it into practice to um, kind of get to the root of, of why I feel a certain way about something. Um, Self-love is also when I'm like just being in tune with myself, you know, when I'm going through certain things um, and, and kind of honoring that, you know, if I need space, making sure that I love myself enough to tell my supervisor or tell my team, you know, um, because I think there's this, uh, <laughs> there's this culture um, that, you know, we we work. We're always working. We work so hard and um, we got to make sure everything is done and we got to make sure everything is on point. And, you know, everyone is trying to be a, not a perfectionist, but, you know, they're, they're trying to do everything that they can um, to the T. And this is something I've learned recently. What, what This is why it's such a good question. But I think self-love is is being okay with being like, yo, I need to take some time away or I need this in order to feel balanced or I need um, I need to hear this or I um, maybe just need time, you know? So I think voicing what you need is, is a huge part of self-love because man, I mean, and maybe this is just, you know, where I'm at, but people are always like, go, 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 need to do something, need to pick up something, need to, need to, need to, like, be in this flow of, like, what everyone is doing right now. The media, I'm sure, is booming because we're all at home, right? Young people are at home. All they have, um, not all they have, but uh, what they have access to so easily is their technology, is their phone. So we're constantly trying to keep up with stories, right? We're constantly trying to make sure we're like up on the newest trends or the, you know, what's going on politically and what's going on um, socially, um, you know, all that. And I feel like we kind of neglect like ourselves somewhere in there because we're so focused on what everyone else is doing um self-love is putting into practice um you know like healthy um practices i guess you know to make sure that i am being i'm focused on the right things to make sure that while i'm focused on the right things i i have what i need to stay focused um it's really paying attention to yourself, I think. Um, and this is something I've, I've learned, you know, I work in violence prevention. And um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, sometimes we are dealing with a lot of loss and a lot of uh, just death and sadness. And 
Um, you know, I work in East Oakland and I don't think it's a secret that East Oakland deals with a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, y'all. Um, poverty rate is, is just, it's just ridiculous. You know, that alone, the poverty alone in the community that I, that I serve is, is so many, uh, issues there I, I want to fix. It's so many things I want to change. It's so many things that I want to get started. I want to pitch. I want to start, you know, it's just, it's a lot of that, but I feel like there have been times, especially in this pandemic where students and, and youth are, are sharing, you know, experiences with me. They're sharing situations with me. And I, there was a, there was a point in this pandemic where I didn't realize I was just packing it on my back. I was packing it on my back. And um, I, I, I started to literally feel that weight like on my body. And um, you know, they say stress kills, right? I started feeling it in my shoulders. I started feeling it in my back. Like, and I, I, I started to kind of, you know, not worry, but I was like, what is this? This is this is different. Like this, this ache and this pain. Like where is this coming from? You know, um, and I, I realized like later on, man, I'm carrying like the weight of 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 like all my youth right now because because I wish I could I could change everything. You know what I'm saying for them so that it's better. Um, there's there's a weight that I'm carrying um, of all the things I want to change in the community that I, I wish the community had and and when I mean weight it, it was just like this this built up like tension of like dang they don't have that dang why are we lacking so much of that dang how come people don't understand or like dang we're losing another young person you know it was a lot of that so even though I have put into practice of, of, you know, breathing and, um, I pray, you know, I, I believe in the power of prayer. Um, I can't deny I'm still human and I feel that, you know, so I really had to practice like self-love and self-care and, um, taking care of myself because, you know, we've all heard the, the term can't pour from an empty cup. I realized I was just giving out water, giving out water. And I, I didn't, I didn't stop, um, to, to kind of like refill myself. So, um, when I started to realize that that's where the aches and, and the pains I was feeling, like I, I figured that's where it was coming from. I started to really, um, take a step back and I started to, um, I, you know, I had conversations with like my, my supervisor, um, and I was just really transparent with him. I was really honest with him. And uh, I said, you know what, I, I can do this, but I, I'm gonna need this because uh, it's a lot going on, you know, with the kids. And when I became transparent with him was when I felt some of the weight lifted off because now I'm being honest about it. Now I, I'm not saying I can do it. I can carry it all. I can uh, just give it to me. You know what I mean? I'm saying like, look, I, I need, I need to refill. Otherwise I can't, I can't like give the youth the best of me. I'm giving them the tail end of whatever it was yesterday, you know, whatever's left from yesterday. That's how I started feeling. So 
um, self-love is just, man, pay attention to yourself. Um, find out what healthy practices you can you can put into into play in your routine or like in your daily routine that um, make you feel good, man. Make you feel relaxed. Make you feel calm. Uh, my daughter's watching. Um, I just, man, it's just so important. And I really encourage my youth to do that too um, because we started talking about mental health. Man, my, my youth uh, really brought up mental health and how they think that's a pandemic. Mm. They was like, man, F this virus, we, before COVID, we were dealing with the pandemic. You know, violence is a pandemic in itself. So where, you know, it, it's, it's hard to find the love um, in a space where all you're used to seeing is violence and hate and revenge and um jealousy you know what i'm saying poverty uh the lack of resources the lack of positive role models the, there's it's just all of that it, it's hard to to stay in that space and then still you know be positive all the time so um i really give props to my youth you know my youth leaders because I don't live in Oakland, but I feel the weight of what they deal with, but they live there. So um, I'm constantly praying for them. I'm constantly in communication with them and, and trying to like uplift them and, uh, you know, just really encourage them to self-care. Even though I know it's hard in all of that, in the midst of all that, it's hard to find what, what self-care means, right? But um, we've had some really good discussions in the past couple months, I think, um, about what that looks like because it's different for everybody. You know, um, self-care, uh, self-love, uh, a practice that I actually put into place maybe like two, three weeks ago was uh, not looking at my phone in the first hour uh, when I wake up because mm. we are so conditioned to wake up, look at our phone, respond, go on social media, open up our emails, respond, respond, respond. We actually are fixing ourselves to just respond all day. That's, that's all we're fixing ourselves to do because that's the first thing we're doing in the morning. Um, so I, I uh, have tried to make it a huge point not to look at my phone. Yes, I'll set an alarm and I'll turn it off. But after that, I don't care what my notifications look like. My phone gets face down. I go do what I need to do. I take a few um, minutes, like 15, 20 minutes uh, before I like wake up my daughter in the morning to literally just like think about what my day is gonna look like. Um, another practice is I write down like, what are three things professionally, like work-wise, that I wanna get done today? And then personally, what are some things that I wanna get done today? Um, so I, I think self-love, that's what it looks like when you're like, you know what? I wanna put this in my routine, you know? And, and I'm, I'm a mom, so I, I know if there are any moms listening, I get it. Like there's that thought of like, man, I can't have a routine. My routine is when, when the kids wake up, when the kids are hungry, when they need something, you know, and I totally get that. So, um, and I think that's where sacrifice comes in, 
you know, yeah, I would love to sleep in as long as my daughter does. And then both of us wake up at the same time. But I had to sacrifice, what, extra tw uh, 20 minutes to get up 20 minutes early just so I can kind of like get my head together, together, um, just so I can get my day together. Um, I do devotion in the morning and sometimes I get it. Sometimes people are like devotion. Oh my God, you're so religious. No, that's not even a religious thing. Um, it's really just taking the time out to be thankful, thinking about what you have. And, um, really I, a part of my devotion is, is really thanking God for everything I have and everything I don't have. There are some things I don't have and I'm so thankful for, you know what I mean? And, um, I don't know. I, I just don't think a lot of people think of it in that perspective. Like, Oh, I thought you should only be thankful for what you have, but that's not true. So go, you know, giving yourself that time, self-love, give yourself, um, what you need to refuel. Uh, Self-love is making sure that you're vocal about what you need, whether you're in a relationship, whether you are, um, you hold a certain position at work, uh, or whether you even hold a position in your family, you know, voicing what you need is important. You know, you can still be a boss and, and, and express that you need something, right? Because leaders, we need, we need something, you know, um, sometimes too. Um, and self-love is, is really investing in yourself, you know, um, do some research. What is self-care to you? What, what fits your, uh, you know, daily routine? What is something that you are willing to shift around in your day or, um, you know, in your routine that will bring you just a little bit more, uh, peace or just a little bit more, um, security as far as I know what I need to do today you know take that time invest it's an investment you know what I'm saying so I think that's what self-love is to me and um it's just something I've been putting into practice so recent so so fresh in my mind that's that's a good question. Thank, thank you for sharing um I had a guest who had mentioned this was the same question he was like self-love is the balance between selflessness and selfishness and you know I, yeah that, that really got to me I was like Man, hit it on the number. One. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> wow. But it kind of encapsulated everything you were saying as well. And I think, you know, everybody kind of gets that. But yeah. Yeah. It, it's a trip. It's a trip. Um, you know. I have to write that down. That's dope. No, definitely use it. Definitely use it. <laughs> uh, shout out AKA. He's the one that, that brought hey. it up. But, uh, That's tough. Uh, yo, we've been having such a good conversation. Time's been flying by. We only have about 10, 15 minutes left in the podcast. Um, but I do have a couple, like, we reached the concluding part. But I think they're really good questions that you're going to have good answers for. And, yeah, let's jump into it. There's, um, okay. I've been trying to find a way to connect my guests to each other. Uh, so this next question is going to be from my previous guest. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Uncle Boy's on Balboa Street in uh in the no. Richmond um but he John Bless the the founder he he came on yesterday and this is his question for you his question is when was the last time you forgave yourself oh yeah <laughs> man this <laughs> all these questions okay okay I have not been there I do follow them 
I believe on on social media. Um, so I, I'm gonna definitely make it a point to to go see what's up. Um, when was the last time I forgave myself? Yeah. Sheesh. Um, dang. Well, okay. Uh, without going into too much detail, for sure. Uh, for but sure. still, but still, uh, giving you some information. Um, there was a a relationship or whatever you want to call it. It it wasn't like an official relationship, but it was it was a situationship, right? I got you. <laughs> an entanglement. <laughs> um, that I, 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 I know that I chose to to be in i understand my decisions um you know brought me to where i was in that situation but um it didn't get go anywhere it wasn't anything but i knew it wasn't and um i think i still try to make decisions uh in in maybe some type of hope that it would be but uh in the end you know I feel like I was kind of like I got played or I, I allowed myself to get played, right? Because I, I'm really big on accountability too. So it wasn't like, well, it's your fault. No, it, it was me. Like I made the decisions. I made these choices. I agreed to whatever. And um, I, I just took full accountability uh, for what it turned into or really what it didn't turn into. Mm. Um, and this was maybe like a few months ago. Uh, I was I was uh, feeling some type of way um, about how uh, it all like ended, but um, I was happy that it ended. You know when it did, and and I knew it was like coming. But there was a, a point in time where I was like you dummy like you know what i'm saying like yeah. i was like lightweight punishing myself and um i was just like ugh, like why did you you know it, i was kind of scolding myself mm -hmm. um but at the same time i had to go through like forgiveness you know what i'm saying and and forgiveness i've learned isn't for the other person it's really for you it's really for me you know um, and sometimes a person you need to forgive is yourself. So with that whole situation, I, I really had to learn to forgive myself for making decisions for, even though you were uh, very aware of it, Marianne, you still did that, you know, but um, learning how to, to forgive myself. And then I, I realized, cause I did go through a phase where it was like, it was no it's your fault like nah uh -uh. it couldn't have been it couldn't have been marianne it had to be the other person like nah f that like you know i, I was cool <laughs> yeah. but i i reached um a point in that where uh i was like yo forgiving in this situation isn't about forgiving that person it really is about forgiving myself because um i wasn't coming to like peace with myself um i was kind of like you know just kicking myself in the ass type thing but i'm proud to say that um i reached and, and this was maybe a couple months ago uh i, I reached a, a point where i was like you know what 
it's it's okay you know like I can't be mad at myself every day I can't keep um thinking like what uh, what if or like shoulda coulda woulda you know um and I realized that when I was having those type of thoughts it wasn't forgiving myself it was literally keeping myself in bondage it was literally handcuffing my own self right I was making my myself like a slave to my own thoughts and my decisions and um I had to I had to I had to let it go so that that honestly and transparently is the last time that I had to really forgive myself and um it was a process it wasn't one day I woke up and I was like okay self you know I forgive you that was stupid but I forgive you nah it was it was a self like battle almost you know I'm just thankful that it didn't take years. <laughs> I'm thankful that I was aware as I was during that situation. Um, and you know, that I really learned accountability the way I, the way I know it now. And um, I think all of that helped me to forgive myself. Um, Cause I just wasn't being like ignorant to my own decisions. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, that that's pretty recent. That was the last time I think. Yo, uh, thank thank you again for opening it up. I know it's it's very difficult to to speak on you know any kind of relationship. Um, so I appreciate that, and I think you know that was a really great answer. Uh, and <laughs> that was that one was a heavy one. And I, I remember when John said it, I was like, yeah. ooh, that's it's gonna be a tough <laughs> one for sure. Um, Man. But, <laughs> now, if you see him at Uncle Boys, you could be like, you know, I answered your question on, at, mm-hmm. <laughs> on 34 questions. But, uh, yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, my second, okay. the, the next question is, uh, what, what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on the show? Oh. That's a, that's a good question, too. Oof. Okay. Um, Dang. Okay, if I could ask the next guest a question, um, uh, it would probably be, um, what, what is the, what's the most important thing that you've learned about yourself uh, in this past year dealing with the pandemic? Gotcha. And and where I'm coming from is I know there's a lot of political information out there. I know there's a lot of um, information out there that causes us to be emotional and um, tap into hell emotions, right? Anger, sadness, revenge, like it's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but what's something that uh, you've learned about yourself while dealing with it? while going through it, while receiving news, you know, whether it be tragic or, or good news or whatever, just um, in this past year, in this pandemic, what is the most, what I say, what's the most important thing you learned about yourself? Yeah. I got you. I got you. That's going to that's gonna be another heavy one for the next person. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank, thank you for contributing. And yeah. I hope you look forward to hearing who whoever answers that question next. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, and then my very last question is, 
What is the greatest lesson you've learned thus far? Oh, man. I use this check-in question with my kids. Nice. Uh, I don't recall if I checked in about it, though. The greatest lesson... Man. The greatest lesson that I think I've learned, man, thus far in my life... In your life. In your life. (laughs) That, um... What is the greatest? Man... There could that, be many. There could be many. It's just, yeah. you know, whichever comes to mind first. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, the thing that that's that that keeps coming back to my mind. Um, the greatest lesson to to not um, shit. It has something to do with insecurities. Okay. Um, I used to be a really, really insecure like person uh, back in the day, I guess. Um, and I learned how to come out of that. Like I could not imagine myself being that same person. And um, I think that also kind of ties into like self-love. Like I really didn't love myself back then. Um, so the greatest lesson that I've learned was, man, I guess to love myself. I really did not. And people that know me, um, you might not, they might not even believe it now because they know me now, but people that like knew me back then, man, I, I really did not love myself. I didn't feel highly of myself. I was very insecure. Um, I lacked a lot of confidence, um, which caused me really to stay in a really, really toxic uh, relationship. And uh, I really lost myself. I didn't I didn't think about myself at all. I didn't make decisions according to myself. It was just what, um, what my insecurities wanted. Um, and I think the greatest lesson really was, um, man, when I had my daughter, something switched in my head, like a, a light switch turned on and I became like this, like, you know, I was a protector as a mom, as mothers were natural protectors. And, um, I can honestly say that I felt that shift in me, in my mind, mentally, emotionally. Um, and I could not, I couldn't live with myself if I, if I, uh, didn't love myself and then I was going to raise a young girl, you know, that wasn't going to happen. So, um, loving myself and really understanding that, um, who I was, man, that, that was, that wasn't me at all. So, um, it's, it was really unlearning a lot of stuff too. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's definitely my greatest lesson for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, we reached the the end of the podcast. I hope you had fun. This was totally fun for me. I did. I had heck of fun. Really just chopping it up with you is always cool, but, um, being able to come on here and uh, be part of, uh, you know, this, what you're doing, what you got going on is, is always cool. So Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's been on me too about like, you know, I, I don't consider myself an introvert, but I, I've been one for like so long in my life that, you know, now that I'm kind of getting back to who I really am, I, uh, you know, I'm starting to reach out and connect more. So yeah, we'll definitely connect more. I would love to like, yeah. you know, 
contribute something with with you know your program and the kids you're working with i would you know love to have you know some kids come on here and and they do 34 questions you know just to get their perspectives at their age um we'll see what happens but that would be dope yeah 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 Uh, let me know all right yeah we'll do um and thank you to the audience out there who checked out the episode uh yes thank you yeah um and i will wait i'm trying to i i still don't have a great way of ending you know like cutting it off but yeah still trying to figure it out and 